0: 135 on this Thursday afternoon. So when I left work on Tuesday, the first day of phase two, I saw people sitting at patios, people lined up to get into an Irish pub, but I was also talking to people that day and there were others saying, uh-uh, it's too soon, I don't want to rush back in, I'm going to wait a little bit longer before I do that. And that's just talking about restaurants and pubs. Well, some new research done by Research Co shows that British Columbians, well... While some people are embracing phase two, others are rather hesitant to jump back in. And Mario Canseco, the president of ResearchCo, is joining me now to talk a bit more about these findings. Thank you so much for being back with us. My pleasure, Jill. Anytime. So yeah, what did you ask people?
1: Well, we wanted to ask them how they felt about specific things coming back into their daily lives without a vaccine. Uh, we felt that if you ask people about their level of comfort. Uh, Depending on specific guidelines that I said by the by the B.C. government or by the health authorities, uh, we weren't going to get a fine read on on what was happening. And what we see here is essentially the same gender divide that we've had on many things throughout this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Men more likely to jump in and do certain things and women being more cautious about it. And did that surprise you at all? Not really. I mean, having seen what we've been uh, tracking over the past few weeks, you do get a sense of women being more cautious, uh, waiting for certain things to happen, not really likely to jump into the concept of the family bubbles, for instance. Uh, and I think we see the same situation here. There are certain aspects where the numbers are definitely close when it comes to women and men, uh, but there are other things where uh, the numbers are definitely very different. And it's going to lead to very interesting conversations in our kitchen tables mm. when the man of the house says, I want to go to the gym, I want to do certain things. And the woman goes, well, I'm not, so you're on your own.
0: <laughs> and then I, I guess too, so if you're that, that hesitant that you don't want to set foot, say, and you'll use the gym as the example, then how comfortable? are you with the the person you share your home with going to the gym? Because then they would be if you're afraid of being exposed to perhaps the virus, they would be exposed to the virus, that's going to create some tension in the home as well.
1: Exactly. I think it's it's uh, really early for a lot of people to go back to certain things. Uh, we've seen a little bit of the changes when it comes to restaurants, pubs or bars, but we haven't really seen specifics on other aspects of our daily lives, particularly gyms. There has been a little bit of a shift when it comes to barbershops, for instance, or salons. Uh, which have opened now, and you have all of these instructions that you need to follow. But it's going to be very difficult for somebody to say, I'm fine with all of that, especially if you're going to be coming back into the home after being for so many weeks uh, inside of it.
0: And what about uh, then, you asked people as well, so the gyms and and fitness facilities, clearly a a divide there. Uh, Some of the other places, you also asked people about the issue of public transit. Yeah, public
1: transit was a bit of a shock. I thought the numbers weren't going to be as high as they are when it comes to people saying there's no way I'm going to ride on a bus or ride on SkyTrain without a vaccine. Uh, It's 57% for the bus and 55% for SkyTrain, which might seem like a majority, and you might be happy about that. But that means that there's more than two out of five people who say, I'm not doing this, not because you have to or not because of a specific issue that you need to deal with that would compel you to hop in. But because you're worried about the fact that you can be infected, and you know we, this is essentially a number that we need to continue tracking. Uh, Because uh, in a month from now, two months from now, if we continue to see roughly half of people saying there's no way I'm doing this without vaccines, it's going to be very difficult for the system to survive.
0: Well, I wonder, too, if if the timing of the poll, when you asked people uh, from May 15th to the 17th, I wonder if it would be different now, given that we now have uh, Dr. Teresa Tam saying, well, actually, if everybody wears a mask, that does help in that you are protecting people from you in case you're spreading the virus. So we've seen TransLink come out today. Uh, They're not mandating masks, but they're recommending people wear masks. They're ramping up cleaning. I wonder if by taking these measures that might change people's opinion.
1: It's definitely something that we want to continue tracking. Uh, We felt it was a good opportunity to ask about this because we had just heard the BC government say we're going to start to reopen things. We want to do it cautiously. Uh, What we're measuring more than anything here is How much is the vaccine going to affect the rest of your life? Uh, There might be people there who say, there's no way I'm going to a concert again. There's no way I'm going to a sporting event. Certain things will not open soon. But there are others where, especially women and also uh, residents uh, over the age of 55, are saying, I'm going to take my chances. I would rather miss out on a concert or on a live sporting event unless the vaccine is there.
0: Uh, Right. So how did it break down age-wise as far as uh, the different age groups and their level of confidence?
1: Uh, there are a little bit of shifts there that are quite interesting, especially when you look at the level of despair of Generation X. If you're 35 to 54, you're more likely to say yes to everything. You know, there's 46% of Generation Xers who say, I'm fine going to a music venue. The numbers are lower for millennials and even lower for baby boomers. So on certain issues, you do start to see that situation of a generation that wants to be entertained, that feels that like they've been at home for a longer time, and they're willing to take certain chances. We don't see the same thing with baby boomers. Only 30% who say I would go to a live sporting event as a a, a spectator uh, without a vaccine compared to 46% for those age 35 to 54. So uh, maybe a little bit of boredom setting in and a lot of Generation X are saying, yes, please get me out of the house.
0: <laughs> and did you get the sense or did you ask people, when you're a- asking about something like that, like a sporting event, if they were to start up again, is it people saying that they would be comfortable going to a sporting event with, say, distancing rules or with these new guidelines? Or are they suggesting that they would be comfortable going to a sporting event the way it was before the virus?
1: Well, what we wanted to track was essentially only the vaccine. You know, Without a vaccine, would you consider this? Every venue will have different things that they want to do, and it's definitely going to be cumbersome for live sporting events. We've seen a little bit of that uh, in Germany, where the soccer league has started playing again. There's social distancing in, on the sidelines. There's uh, also a lot of people who are wearing masks. Nobody has been allowed as far as fans are concerned. And we might be heading into a situation that is similar to that, but it's going to be difficult for somebody who's used to going to these events to uh, deal with the situation. Let's say you want to go to the Whitecaps and you can only use one out of every five seats. If they score a goal, are you going to just jump there and not hog somebody else?
0: It's going to be complicated. <laughs> that sounds perfect to me. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea a lot. Um, did anything else stick out for you as far as the findings? And, and I do think it's an interesting question with the, the confidence level people have once a vaccine is manufactured and then widely distributed.
1: Well, one of the things that we wanted to track was what's what's going to happen when it comes to restaurants, uh, bars or pubs. Uh, we thought it were, there was going to be a larger difference between eating outside and inside and there's really not that much of a change. There's 71% of BC residents who are comfortable going to a restaurant, pub, or bar right now without a COVID-19 vaccine. And 68% if you're going to a place that is only serving food indoors. So, you know, all of this discussion about, well, if it's outside, I'll do it. Right now, there's not a lot of statistical difference between the two. And again, we see specific patterns. Men more likely to say, yes, take me to the pub. Generation X saying, yes, I need to get out of the house.
0: Hmm. Uh, Did you ask people about air travel or is that a whole different study?
1: We haven't done anything on air travel yet. I think there's definitely an appetite to try to figure out what is going to be happening, especially now that we have many airlines that are saying, well, the middle seat is no longer going to be taken. So it's going to be more comfortable than it used to be just a few months ago. But we also need to figure out if this bodes well for the survival of this industry. If you have a restaurant where you can only sit 50% of the people, you still need to pay 100% of the rent. And it's going to be similar with airlines. You're still paying for all of that fuel, even if you have certain seats that are unavailable.
0: Hmm, Interesting findings, uh, definitely. Mario, thanks so much for joining us to talk about this today. My pleasure, Jill. That is Mario Conseco. He is the president of Research Co. Wanna hear from you on this. Where would you fall?